0: All right, folks, welcome into a very special episode of the Crowd Assist Podcast. I'm here with Kevin Massari, I'm Ty B. And of course, we have Nate from Circling the Wagons Pod to talk about everything heading into week five. But first, a shout out to our show sponsor, Picasso's Pizza. You can get it anywhere across Western New York and now across the country. Just head to Picasso'sPizza.net, some of the best pizza in all of the country. Kevin, It's a lot of, there's a lot of crazy news going on right now in the NFL. What are you thinking about the potential of a week five?
1: Yeah. I mean, we had an agenda for the show Um, and we'll see what we'll touch on on this episode, but it's going to, I think it's gonna be a lot focused on Tennessee, uh, the positive COVID related tests coming out of Nashville. Um, If they're social distancing or not, what they're doing with these secret meetings that they're having or these secret workouts, calling the guy who caught the pictures of them a NARC. There are (laughs) there are a lot of things coming out of Tennessee right now. Um, And, you know, it starts to get into, you know, who's an epidemiologist, who's got who knows how to social distance, who's got what political view and you know quite frankly it's it's a pretty easy topic it's are you being safe are you being safe for your friends and family and your teammates and are you doing the right things with the protocols in place it's it's not political it's really not it, there's nothing either side of the fence that you need to talk about this is a discussion of are the Tennessee Titans being safe to the rest of the league or are they jeopardizing this? And that's the discussion. And we're going to talk about that today. And we're going to talk about what does that mean? Is there, are we going to have this, this game get played? Is it going to get pushed? I'll bounce to Nate and you know um, and, and we'll, we'll start there. I mean, right off the bat, this game, they came back with uh, a couple days in a row of being good. Uh, no negative tests. They were expected to come in the building today um, and um, had a positive Corey Davis. Um just went on the COVID IR list at this stage on Wednesday, it's looking like they, I don't think they can even get into the building now. It's another two day reset. So does this game get played?
2: Oh man, it's looking more and more like it won't be played. And uh, to be honest, I'm okay with that because you know, if they, the Titans can't get into the facility, I believe until Saturday at this point. And you know, I, the bills just played a team. Who just had a positive COVID test today in the Raiders with Maurice Hurst. And um, that team has been known to be very reckless in their method of social distancing. And by that I mean they don't, they don't social distance. <laughs> they don't wear masks. They don't believe in it, apparently. They hold charity events and they hug each other and whatnot. Um, it's it's uh it's such a weird, like you said, not not even getting political in it. It's it's just such a weird uh season with everything going on. And I'm just wondering, you know, like, even if it uh, the bills shouldn't be punished by having to use their buy this week, and I don't think they necessarily will, but I can't see this game playing. it'll probably get pushed to like a week eighteen or something since the Titans already use their buy. And you know, that's fine and all because um the bills have what, like a week eleven bye. I love having the buy right in the middle of the season. Like, you know, just off a couple of games from the, from the front or the back of the middle, but like to use it in week five, I mean, I don't know, a couple of guys could get healthy, but really uh, it's just, I mean, the Titans have, they have disregarded the, the policy that the NFL put in place 30, at least, at least 30 other teams. Now we don't know about new England right now, but 30 other teams didn't have an issue with any of this policy that they've known since the summer. And all it takes is one or two people either personnel wise or player wise, there's 2,200 players in the NFL. And only a few of these are causing an issue. Um, I think, I think it's wrong to, you know, to punish like the Steelers last week and potentially the bills next week by, by having a buy.
0: I mean, obviously it's tough. You don't want to necessarily force a team to forfeit, but we just saw it happen in the Serie A with Juventus and Napoli. Napoli broke COVID protocols. They had some positive tests. Uh, they didn't end up traveling, didn't show up. Now, uh, the Syria gave him a forfeit to start. It's going to go into some legal proceedings, but you don't want to see stuff like that happen within the NFL. Obviously you want things to run much smoother than that. But right now it's, it's tough to see a circumstance where that's going to happen, where Tennessee isn't going to be heavily punished for what's going on with their organization right now. I I think, you know, you talk about giving them big fines. Yeah, that's fine. Like they'll, they'll get that money back in the future. As soon as fans are back in the stands, it's going to pay for it tenfold. Um, So where do you really hurt them? Is it in the draft? Or do you really force them to forfeit these two games here?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's obviously different. I was tweeting about this maybe a week ago. Like there's something strange with the way these positives are rolling out. Um, There's protocols in place. They have GPS in their pads and on their lists. Um, They know who's been in within six feet. It's not about that. It's not, in my opinion, spreading within the building. Ventilation strong, social distancing strong. If they're catching that spreading in the building, it's gonna be, be a major, it's gonna be even a bigger issue than I than I imagine that they're not following any protocols. I'm imagining they're gathering um, after hours. I'm imagining that they're not following any any type of thing out of the building. Uh, obviously when their gpss are off there there's there's so far uh speculation that they did not have their gps data uh in line um so there's some issues there um obviously those those images coming out of tennessee of them practicing at a high school field including ryan Tannehill, uh not great uh optics there um and uh, a breaking of of after especially after troy vincent said that they couldn't gather uh, this was last week and who knows what else they were doing you know if they're going to get caught doing that who knows what they were doing it doing you know uh, in each other's and houses was, and
0: stuff. That was the first day too. After yeah. um, they, were they couldn't even out of the facility. So what? You know, what have they been doing since then too? Right. That's just one day.
1: Exactly, especially yesterday or the day prior when they started getting, you know, no positive tests back. Are they getting a little even more loosey goosey and comfortable in that setting? can't tell me they're gonna they're not gonna still gather and meet. So we're gonna have to find out where where was Corey Davis because he's a key key cog in this because he's the most recent positive case in this situation. And yeah, I mean let's let's look forward to this week and week five. What does that mean? Like, why would New England get punished in a sense losing their starting quarterback and not get to push to their bye week? The first if Josh Allen was out of this football game, the first thing I'd be saying is. I don't want to play this game. I want to play it in week 11 when my bye week happens like Tennessee got to do. Um so why do they? Because they didn't follow protocol and had an outbreak. Why do they get the benefit of pushing to a bye week um and other teams who have had covid positive tests um like out of Atlanta uh and and you know you know we'll see what happens in Vegas here with Maurice Kansas Hurst City. Kansas City luckily that was a practice squad guy and and even Patrick Mahomes says he's socially distant from his wife who's pregnant. Um, so, you know, conceivably they're following the rules conceivably. We just had a Stefan Gilmore positive test today. So we'll see what that means in new England. He was said to be hanging out a lot with cam, which makes sense. Cause that's the way it spreads 15 more minutes in close court, close quarters. Um, so it would make sense that they were paying out after protocol. Um, so we'll see what that all amounts to, but there's no way that Tennessee now gets to push us to week 18. Um, you know, get this revenue out of that game because the whole nation would be watching a playoff battle type of battle on week 18, get their players healthy, get the players that are on the COVID list ready. AJ Brown's healthy. I mean, just completely benefits them to push this game at any point, <laughs> like even two weeks, three weeks, four or five weeks, it, it benefits them to push this game anywhere. Um, there's two outcomes. They don't want to forfeit and number two to play this week because, you know, quite frankly, they don't have any receivers. They have uh, coming off of injury, AJ Brown and nothing else. Um, they, they're missing their fullback. They're missing, um, you know, corner and they're missing, you know, their long snapper. Um, they're missing, you know, some good pieces on their D line. Tackle, yeah. Know. Uh, two, two of the two really good pieces on their D line. One who's one of which is going at the person who tweeted the photos, um, calling him a narc. So Nate, do you, I mean, what do you think that should happen out of this? So we know what happened so far. We don't know all the details. What needs to happen? Are you pro week 18? Are you pro this game needs to be played? Are you pro, forfeit for the Bills uh, in the Bills' favor and in the Steelers' favor. So where do you stand knowing the details that you know Wednesday as we're we're live here?
2: Well, what's annoying about all of this in general is the NFL's lack of consistency in doling out punishments for anything, for anything. I mean, just look at, you know, um, domestic abuse. First, it was two games, and all of a sudden there's a video out, and now it's a whole season or indefinitely for – for Ray Rice a couple of seasons ago. I mean, there's just nothing and this organization is a billion dollar organization. How do they not have set guidelines? that if you do this, you do that. If you do this, you do you get that. Whereas, like you said, uh, how many teams had to play with a positive COVID test player, but, but you know, the, the Tennessee Titans get a week off. Like, where's the consistency in that? Like, you either do it all or none. And in my opinion, you should do it more like you did with the other teams ahead, like separate cases, spotty cases. You just make them play. You play with what you got. You make Cam Newton. He's got to sit out. So Jared Stidham has to play or Ryan Hoyer, whoever the hell they have back there. The same with the Titans. I'm sorry. You have 10 players that can't be out there. You have a 53-man roster. You only need 22 or 20, you know, eight or whatever with special teams to play. So use those guys. I mean, it's much better for sure than a forfeit. Um, I don't want to see a forfeit and I know the league doesn't want to see a forfeit because they make no money off of a forfeit. So um, I would rather them play with what you got. Like that's why we have expanded practice squad. I know it's not completely, I know that's not for an outbreak. It's really for a couple of players, but have them play, have them play with what you got. You know, it's not fair to punish the rest of the league and then let some, it's just like, so I'll give you an example. I used to work at a company that got rid of casual Fridays before I worked there. Right so I'd be like you know I'd dress pants and you know a button up shirt to work on Friday's like well, what the hell am I doing this for like don't you guys have casual Fridays like oh we used to have it but then this lady in the Syracuse office used to wear tube tops to work every Friday so rather than management saying hey you can't wear tube tops to work every Friday they're just like none no casual Friday for anyone it's like well, what the <laughs> what the hell Like, why are we all suffering for this one person or because you don't have the balls to speak up or have separate guidelines in place saying, this is what Casual Friday is in place. If you can't follow Casual Friday, then you have to wear, you know, a dress or whatever, pants and a shirt. So, um, you know, and then the other thing is, it's just like the consistency of punishment with the NFL. Like I said, it is not there. It's like, that's almost like, like you you have a child, Kevin, you have a kid. So you know what it's like with disciplining children. It's like, you can't just say, Um, don't jump off the couch or you'll get in trouble because trouble to a child means nothing, (laughs) you know, like, but if you say, you know, jump off the couch again and you're going to get a timeout or you're going to get uh, a toy taken away for a day. Or like when I was growing up, you're going to get spanked. Like that's how, that's how it should be. And the NFL has not made any of this clear and it's their own fault. Like, sure. I, I, it's the Titans' fault for, for not social distancing and doing whatever, which it seems like a lot of teams are starting to do. A, it, it, it's coming out, but um, it's on the NFL. They they should have seen this coming, and I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'm all for them playing the game with what they have sure. this week and not screwing the Bills over like they did the Steelers last week. And, hey, man, I don't agree with anything Big Ben says ever, especially when it comes to, like, picking anything. up women. <laughs> And like rules, you know, yeah, rules, yeah, or like motorcycle safety, right? Um, and he, this guy's like, he's like, they told us the guidelines in the summer, you know, we knew what could have happened, and you know, now we have to take our bye week now. And I'm like, yeah, that's not fair, it's not fair to you, it's so, not fair. Some of those
0: players are talking about how, uh, one of them was gonna have their children's birthday party, yeah, Eric Ebron. bye week, yeah, now he can't do that. It sucks, it's like, you mm-hmm. got other guys are gonna get punished now, and that's why. You know, even if you're the Bills right now, there's no chance I'm letting my team go on the field against the Titans on right. Sunday with everything that's going on. Well, let's talk about that so like, this they- week. So now, now where's your solution? You have to add another week or else it doesn't happen or it's they, they forfeit. So that's where the league really has to figure things out. I don't know why they didn't build this into the schedule to begin with, with, you know, maybe a second buy for every team, a universal buy in the mid, the middle of the season, something like that. I It, it, it blows my mind.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, they knew what they were doing, right? So the NFL, for some reason, didn't feel the need for a universal buy. So I don't know the statistics or why they felt that, but you know they're smarter than that, right? So we we have to think for a second, why wouldn't they want a universal buy? I don't know that answer. There's a reason, though. Is it so that if something happens, it can be in this situation that they're in, more publicity, make us statement out of this they're they're saying that this could be the largest team penalty ever given out that's what pro football talk just said uh, like an hour ago so what does that mean so that's you know we've seen first round picks get docked do they have to give that first round pick to a team they inconvenienced? I don't know. They're, they're, it could open the door up for that. Does do the Steelers get a pick and the Bills get a pick for the from the Titans' actual pick instead of them losing them? Does something like that happen? Would that make you feel better as a Bills fan that you know you're going to get the second round pick of the Titans um for that, or the Steelers second and third, whatever it might be, for these mishaps? Does that ease your tension to make you know be like, all right, all right, we'll, we'll, we can get down with that. So there's so many things that could happen or the bills are they're saying the right things. They're saying we trust the NFL to put it. They're not saying that behind closed doors. Right. There's no way they're talking to Sean McDermott saying we're not playing this football. Troy White almost didn't play this season. There's no we had to give him a new extension, which obviously we're going to give him anyways. But I'm sure that helped. Um, But behind behind closed doors, they're talking, you know, there's there's no way that they're going to risk their families in this. And they know that it's to their benefit. If it's something that was equal, like they had some cases, Tennessee had some cases, it was equal. I could see them being a lot more let's get this game in so we don't get in trouble. This isn't like that. This is a setting where, you know, the league said they're going to listen to at least listen to Sean McDermott. Do they have some say? We'll have to see. If the Bills are like, I don't feel comfortable playing, what can they do? I mean, there's two options then. Tennessee gets slapped with a forfeit. They play week 18. Now the bills are going to say in week 18, what if the Titans need to sit out another week? You can't wait week week 19. Um, what if the bills, some something happens again to a, the Patriots in, in week eight, what happens then? You can't play week, week 18, you know, week 19, you can do the week 18. I'm not like completely against that, but you think that this is going to be the only time that this happens. Maybe, maybe not. And to the same team, like Tennessee's already got, they've gotten to reschedule their bye and now they get week 18. That just benefits Tennessee too much. The only way I see going to week 18 guys is if the bills benefit out of it somehow they're not going to go down fighting or uh, uh, they're not going to go down easy they're going to say what do we get out? i mean pittsburgh might too i mean what are we going to get out of this for you guys to reallocate your buy get your players healthy get the players that should be out from the COVID list for two weeks getting them ready to play um for their next game so there's so many factors in this and it's fascinating because are they going to be doc draft picks okay are those going to go to the teams or are those just going to go in the thin air like they normally do are they going to play this at all so like that's another factor in this what's going to happen here i know they're going to get fines they're probably going to lose draft picks like those are probably for sure but do they also get slapped with a forfeit and it's been some crazy i've heard it's going to be two nothing i've heard some crazy things that you know if in a tiebreaker situation if you're tied then you you get the team who didn't have or that ha- got had to play to get to ten and six they, they get the tiebreaker and it's like well that's not fair like we'll we'll play the Titans again then because you know we you know why do we get docked for them messing up so uh, Nate at the end of the day do you like the idea of maybe they have to duel out draft picks until they can play that play it play in a game if, if you're going to make Week 18 does that mean you have to pay your second round pick to the Bills second round pick to the Steelers whatever it might be or do you get to just fly scot free breaking the rule this isn't a situation where you caught it from your kid or potentially situations where you know you're caring after him taking care of your mom and you know, and a little outbreak happened that way. Everyone's following the rules and only hit one or two people. This is a situation where they potentially broke the rules that they had in place, so much so that they didn't add in that buffer bye week. So the, so the NFL was like, it's not gonna spread like that. You know, we're not the MLB. These MLB guys were going out after games. Um, you know, it's not gonna happen. Our protocols are too strict. They need to come down on this situation. Even though, even if it's too strict of a penalty, um, they need to come down and make a statement. What's that statement to you? Like at the end of the day, what's that statement?
2: I can't see them giving draft picks to other teams because only, only for the fact that how do you determine who gets the best draft pick? Like do the Steelers get the first round pick because they were the first team that they had, or the bills get the second round pick. You know, you could, you could argue that, you know, do you want to give first and you know, every first for the next three years away, you know, I mean, where do you draw the line? I like the idea of a universal buy, like you mentioned, but I don't think the team wanted to give these players or the, I if I give the league that much credit, they didn't want to, they didn't want to give the players that in any type of leeway where you could be like, well, you don't have to be that safe because there is that buy built into it. So Mm -hmm. we have a little bit of a buffer in case you guys don't really do what you're supposed to. Um, to me, I, uh, but yeah, I, w- I would love a draft pick. I'd love to yeah. get a free I mean, draft pick. It's fun though, right? It's, it's interesting
1: to think about. Does it go into thin air? Like at the end of the day, maybe that in this case, not a case of pass like New England, does this go to the team that the inconvenience to do this? Do they, I, I don't know. It's like an interesting thought, right? Like it's an interesting thought at the end of
2: the day. It is. Just, it is. Is that where that Absol- pick is going to go? Absolutely. I'd rather, like I mentioned before, I'd rather than play with a limited squad because then, you know, okay, that's your punishment. That's fine. You have to play with, with what you have available and it's going to be less and you're probably not going to win so that way you know you kind of don't get away from the uh the whole like forfeit because i i if that was my team i wouldn't want a forfeiture as much as i like ragging the titans and i'm not happy with the If your bills is. or if you're yeah on the bills, but I if, mean? if
0: if you're the bills like how do you know one of the players doesn't live right. in the same building as Corey davis and like they're not going over plays together or something like that or have been in the past couple days before the positive positive.
1: How was Corey Why Davis not at that at? practice too? That the with Ryan Tannehill, like he oh, was. he's got
2: He had to have been. Yeah, you're right. He had to have been. So how do you, how do you play any of those guys? True. Um. What, so I'm that not he, as worried. He, the NFL is going to have to sit in, out Tannehill. Yeah,
0: the NFL is going to have to sit
1: out Tannehill because anyone with, even if it's your family member, within eight days of COVID, which Corey Davis now has. So if he was at that, and they know who was at that, and they cop to it. All those players have to go into a mandatory quarantine. Not that they have COVID. They have to quarantine themselves from the rest of the league. So at the end of the day, now you might be getting thin on players that they legitimately can't play. So the NFL is going to say, oh, you guys, 16-man practice squad, you can't feel that plus your roster? Forfeit. Like, I think that's how the NFL is going to be able to get away from just slapping the forfeit. First, they're going to say, okay, you know, who broke the protocol? Who was at this thing? Okay, these 16 players. Okay. Who was, you know, they they all have to quarantine for eight days. They're out. So do you have enough players to play? If you do, We'll see you in Tennessee. We'll see you. Could the game be played in Buffalo? Is that an option? Will the Bills feel safe in their homes, in their environment, not traveling? Is that on the table? So you don't think Buffalo's on the table at, at all? Did that help them saying, you guys come here, you stay away from us, we'll play you on the field and that's it? You, you wouldn't think that would help them um, at all to to make this game happen?
2: I don't know about that. I don't want them bringing all the coronavirus from Tennessee to to New York, upstate New York. (laughs) I don't want to get into you.
0: (laughs) We want to keep the numbers down. We want to go to games.
2: Right. I know. I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need them. That's what I was saying. So in the beginning of the season, I was like, thank God all those guys on our team from other states are in New York because at the time, New York had such a low level of COVID percentages, especially upstate New York. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the best place to be. If you get here and you don't have it right now, your odds of continuing getting it later are much less than if you were at the time, Florida, or, you know, um, I'm just trying to think of the States that were Texas. Right. Yeah. And Oliver got here, Arizona and Oliver's here. Okay. Sweet. He doesn't have COVID. All right. That's good. He probably won't get it if he's staying in New York and he's doing, um, I don't know. These, these are all good questions. As far as I, I'm not as worried for some reason as like on the field contraction as mm-hmm. unless we're talking about, after the game where the players for some reason feel the need to embrace each other as if it's a normal season like I, I i hate to be that guy i hate to be that guy to be like you know don't say hello to your friends or whatever but like not this year i'm sorry you guys have to go to your locker rooms after the game there's no reason that you guys should be social distancing the entire week leading up to practice where you have to wear masks inside facilities where you have to social distance in the locker room And then all of a sudden you get on the game and at the end of the game, you guys can hug each other without your helmets on and kiss kiss each other, you know, like embrace each other and do that. Like there was a picture, like you mentioned of Maurice Hurst and Josh Allen, both had their helmets on, whatever, but like not to be that guy again, but there was a picture of Jordan Poyer and Zay Jones after the game hugging. And I'm like, why? Like, I I know you guys are friends. This is not the year to do it. Robert Woods was embracing Matt Barkley a couple weeks ago. And I'm just like, guys, like, you can't do that this year. And the NFL, again, their fault. They did not make that a mandate. It's nice that you guys make the coaches wear freaking masks on the sidelines when they're yelling into, you know, the open air. But when it comes time to see each other after the game. Yeah. Oh, Sean McDermott said today, and the in the, uh, the conference call, he's like, yeah, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, I, I congratulate the coach and this, that, you know, make it shorter and more abbreviated. And at the same time, it's like, well, you should be leading that example too and not doing it and telling your players to get back in the locker room after the game. So that's where I come out on this. It's very, it's very surprising that they're allowing that to happen. Maybe they're just like, well, we're playing against each other. You know, for four hours, so it's okay to do that. It's like no, that's not the same. Like you know, you and I know that you know, uh, you're not directly facing each other while you're playing necessarily, or if, like you mentioned, like close proximity for 15 minutes at a time. I mean, how long does a drive last? Not 15 minutes, you know. No. So, so you know, it's it's that's where it gets me. That's what upsets me when I see that, especially with, you know, like you mentioned, Maurice Hurst and Josh Allen. I, I, uh, I think that needs to go before everything and um and yeah I, I guess i'm not really sure where this is going to go obviously i'd love draft picks i'd love them to forfeit a game Um, but i can't see them do. but they, hey hey i'm okay i do it. something i'm okay with them being five and oh however they got to get there this isn't a season normally i saw someone on twitter saying oh well you know if they give them a forfeit the bills will be five no and there'll be an asterisk it'd be like this whole season's a freaking asterisk if you want to go right? that route
1: right yeah,
2: yeah <laughs> like I mean- whatever at the end of the day who cares i mean the nfl has never dealt with this this league started in 1920 pandemic was in 1918 last time they don't, they don't have any they've never dealt with this this is their first time this is the first time for for a lot of us so yeah, we'll see
1: fair enough
0: yeah it, I, there's a picture of patrick mahomes with uh, stefan gilmore too yep i just the other night it's, not great yeah not not <laughs> yeah, not great optics. some Worrisome for some for some of these fans. Obviously, it's not it's not the situation you want, and it's not the, the storyline you want dominating the headlines right now. If you're the NFL, I don't think, and unless they like we've been talking about come down strict, like it's going to continue to sort of rear its ugly head. But we'll see what goes on. I know kevin will i know you you still got some notes and some matchups here to look at in this game if things do play out um whether it's week five yeah, or later on I mean, in the season and i play
1: this thing we yeah. we
0: might as well obviously i don't think we need to go very in depth um because the likelihood we don't, don't know play. who's going to play in it either like so <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna say you're talking about
1: Corey davis obviously now he's out i'm gonna say you're talking about ryan Tannehill. is he out <laughs> by proximity i don't know how that's all going to play so if they do make them play who's going to play in this game. So, you know, some notes that I had, you know, I don't real quick, specifically, real quick,
2: Kevin, yeah, Kevin, sorry. I, I don't mean to interrupt you before no, go we ahead. go into like the matchup. I was listening to a podcast with uh Takeo spikes and Tutan Reyes. And this was before the season happened before. And they're like, what do you think the odds are of the NFL and players not, you know, uh, having an outbreak because of social distancing and whatever. And they were both like, to be honest, uh, It's going to happen. Like there's going to be what we're seeing right now in Tennessee, except maybe this is why I have a lack of empathy for the Titans is because they were saying, well, it's going to be like these young guys with money. They're going to find a way to go out and socialize. They can't not do it, you know? And so when I hear that, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, this is why these guys are doing it now. I don't know if that's true or whatever, but Hey, you know, it's, it it is on you as a personnel, as a Mm -hmm. coach or personnel within the building or a player like this year is not like any other year you can't go to your friend's barbecue you can't have you know your child's birthday with you know 40 other children like this is not the year to do it and I think we're all seeing it you know face to face within our families within our social settings you know I just went to um, a, a party an outdoor party last week we didn't of hands we didn't say we all stood far enough and you know we still we still might have put ourselves at risk but guess what i don't have like a 10 million dollar paycheck on the line either like i can still work if i have covid technically i don't want it i don't want to get it you know um but but at the same time it's like that so when i when i hear that the titans are doing this do i really think it's all from practice or them doing the right things no i think that they're doing things that they know they shouldn't be doing so my my empathy for them is almost non-existent so um, so yeah, that's all I had to say about that.
1: No, no. I mean, I, I don't want to say took heat about last week. I was tweeting that like, this doesn't look right. Like this nothing about this situation looks right. I mean, it doesn't look like they're following protocols. And a lot of people are like, well, where's, you know, the empathy where's, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, you know, how is it going to change in the NFL? Well, here's some changes for you. We don't have daily testing in, in our jobs or in our life. We don't have GPSs on our watches and our shoulder pads. We don't have, um, you know, huge mask policies that people have to follow. We have guidelines and things you should do and almost have to do, but not quite. Yeah. So they have some of the best protocols, the best situations, the best ventilation, the best, you know, biggest rooms, you know, rehab facilities. Just They just, they just have stuff that we don't as normal people. So, yes. They should be following these protocols. You know, in my personal life, I follow it to the best of my ability and do everything possible to keep my family safe, including miss social functions and gatherings where I don't feel safe or don't feel ventilation or, or whatever. Um, and you know, you have to do those kind of decisions for your you know for your family. Um, so are they making those same decisions? Tennessee Titans don't look like they are at this point. They're, you know, they said today, you know, we have to practice as our families, as is our life, you know, we don't make any money, this and that. Well. You know, you don't really care about your, you know, your friends or your family or your teammates when you're not following these rules. These aren't rules because we made these rules and we think that, you know, we want to be hard on everybody. These are rules to keep people safe and away from this virus. Um, And in order to play this sport, we need you to follow these rules. They said, you know, well, whatever. We might wear masks here and there, but that's about all we're going to do. And right now it's, it's not great. So I think the NFL is going to slap them with a big punishment. I think they're going to at least lose money in draft picks. I, I don't know that they're going to go anywhere, but they're going to lose them. Um, and, uh, we'll see if they lose games as well. Um, because that could be there that they lose games to Pittsburgh and they lose games to Buffalo. So we'll see what happens seeing yeah. this game plays. Um, yeah, there's some matchups to talk about. Uh, there, there's some matchups we don't, you know, I'm not going to get too, too detailed. Like I have notes here for, because I'm not going to stay here and talk about, Corey Davis anymore because I thought he was a mismatch. It's useless. Um, you know, Derrick Henry is obviously going to be the focal point of this game. He just doesn't have COVID. Um, you know, conceivably, you win the game if you stop Derrick Henry. I, mean, I think it's just that simple, anyways. Um, and the Bills did a really good job of it last year. You know, Sean McDermott—they did a good job with Jacobs last week as well. You know that that's going to be their focal point in this game. And I don't think Tennessee's as good as their three zero record. Uh, they won a couple of you know poor games, um, you know, by a total of seven points, Denver. Um, you know, Minnesota. I mean, these aren't world Jacksonville. These aren't world beating teams at all. So um, they were playing pretty good offensively a little better than I thought they would. Um, but their defense, kind of like the bills is not up to snuff. Now they're going to be missing their front. Uh, they're going to be missing a lot of their front four. Um, they're going to be missing a couple players that they really rely on Justin Simmons uh, or excuse me, Simmons in general, that they're, that they're probably their best run defender. So Nate, do you have any specific notes on this matchup? If like you mentioned, you want this game to be played. Um, so
2: yeah, I, I think, I think the, the key to this game, like you mentioned is stopping Derrick Henry. I mean, yeah. you know, but, but at the same time, they did this last year, they stopped Derrick Henry. The difference is it was Marcus Mariota playing for the Titans and it wasn't very uh, Ryan Tannehill. Um, but I mean, let's talk about Ryan Tannehill for a second. Uh. Bills fans know him really well because we dominated him as the Dolphins quarterback. Um, You know, you're talking about Ryan Tannehill having a four-win-seven-loss record against the Bills um, as a Dolphins quarterback. Um, You're talking about this year, you know, Tannehill's obviously in the the Titans are 3-0, 270 yards passing per game, two touchdowns per game, you know, a third of an interception per game historically against the bills. This is how he's played. Like I mentioned, he's four and seven, uh, less than 200 yards per game, passing um, less than two touchdowns per game and one interception per game. So like tennis Tannel just historically struggles against the bills. And I think he'll do better in week five than he historically has, but I mean, I think it's going to be closer to, you know, his historical data than, than normal. I mean, short story long, like um, you know, if it, if it looks like a duck, and it swims like a duck and it quacks like a duck you know it's ryan Tannehill struggling now without weapons right
1: now he's missing you know now he's missing a slot receiver he's missing his number two receiver and aj brown coming off an injury um Mm -hmm. who's expected to play at this stage um all that it can aj brown even be right you know coming off of injury he's going to be at least on the field yeah. Like, how's he rehabbing? Like, how do they know where he's at? And like, okay, he might play if this game happens, but what does that mean? So there's no one else Khalifa White-Raymond's or other receiver there who's okay. Um, but they don't have anything else. So we'll see, you know, if it's just going to be a heavy dose of
2: Who's your slot receiver?
1: Normally Humphreys. Humphreys. He, he's, he's on the COVID list. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, if you look at the bills last... Jeez, all season it's like they're just getting gashed up the middle either by the tight end or the slight receiver slot receiver or both so when you look at johnny smith that's a matchup i look at as someone mm-hmm. that potentially and tanny hill doesn't really throw it long so i'm never usually worried about the boundary receivers as much as i am about the slot receiver or in the tight end i mean and, and johnny smith's pretty good so um i'd say that that's where the bills really need to focus this week like you mentioned they 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 stopped Josh Jacobs for the first time. They stopped a, a running back, 3.2 yards per carry. That was a great defensive game plan by Mike. Lee Frazier and the Buffalo Bills. I mean, mind you, the Raiders were missing Richie Incognito and they were missing some offensive linemen and some offensive weapons. But um, this week, if it, if if it if it happens, you have to stop the middle of the field. You have to stop the Bills getting gashed there. They gave up right now, as of now, they give up the most yards per game to tight ends in the entire NFL. Oof um so i mean it's not even close uh so the bills really need to step up there and uh i don't know if that's a matt milano issue i don't know if that's a tremaine Edmonds issue tremaine Edmonds isn't having a great year an aj klein
1: issue (laughs) (laughs) um that's that's for certain yeah and i mean to, to that note they're struggling against the run right now tennessee um the bills have been pretty good against the run um they're missing jeffrey as i said justin who is the Safety for Denver, who's also really good, but Jeffrey Simmons is their best defensive player this year. He's been a just been a stud. He is out on the COVID list, and so is DaQuan Jones, another guy kind of like their star a uh, guy that you know big run stuffer. He's out on the COVID list as well. They're going to be playing nothing, um, so I would I would imagine the Bills have you know they do have some pass rushers. Obviously, they have Jadeveon Clowney and Harold Landry, two guys that can really get after it. Uh, You know, really um, pretty good, pretty good edge defenders there in in those two players. Um, But other than that, I mean, they're in trouble. Malcolm Butler's not the same player Malcolm Butler once was. Jonathan Joseph isn't the player that Jonathan Joseph once was. So guys that can get beat, they're missing, you know, their rookie cornerback um, as well. So, you know, there's definitely some issues on this team. And, you know, that's Christian Fulton, who, you know, has played pretty well at times. So they're going to be missing that. Once again, another team that doesn't have a slot receiver, or excuse me, a slot corner doesn't bode well against the Bills passing attack. Um, There's going to be matchup. Advantages all over the field, um, which is normally pretty stout Tennessee defense. Not the case today, or on Sunday if it happens Sunday. So lots of good matchups to look forward to. Lots of good things going on um, on the Bills side of the game. Um, So we'll have to see. Like once again, love to talk more matchups and stuff. It's just tough to know right now. Are all those players gonna gonna be in the game? Are they at the Tannehill practice? what's going to happen but right now we're going to factor in only who's out based on the COVID list it's not looking great they're very weak if any injuries happen they haven't been practicing Uh, i'm sure they've been watching film on the bills um uh, remotely um so at least that's probably there for them but defensively they can't afford a single injury uh as players who haven't been practicing get nicks and and and, you know tweaks um they're in deep problems because these guys are they're already on thin ice and um they have a pretty and then bounce it to their offense like you mentioned some good matchups uh, for them with John Smith. Smith. Um, so that's, that's something I imagine the bills are taking, taking note of Adam Humphreys is, is pretty good in the slot. I mean, he really is. He's, he's similar to Beasley. He's a pretty good player. He, I mean, I think at one point it was like Beasley or Humphreys for who the bills might sign that year. Um, they were, they were very similar type of players. I remember that being a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we'll see how that, but they're also missing, you know, behind him, they're, they're now missing Corey Davis and Batson, a guy that they, they had high hopes for. So they're, 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 they're in trouble. Um, Their offensive line has been pretty solid. Um, You know, it's Roger Saffold, you know, a guy that's, you know, been around the league for, for many years and, you know, it's converted to guard. He's been playing well. Dennis Kelly, a guy they really like at the tackle position, Nate Davis, who's played okay. And Tyler will who's not playing great right now, but is a very solid football player. And Ben Jones, a pretty good center, not the best offensive line in the world, but it's playing really well. So they do have the pieces to run the ball. Um, even if they have to limit their passing game. So there are some 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 matchup problems. This is a very similar game to the Raiders. I think this is a very similar team. Um, they're not as good as 3-0. I think they're probably on the Raiders' level of 2-2. Two and two. They're probably – that's about where I'd have them. They have enough to get it done. They really do. Don't think they're in the upper echelon with Baltimore, KC, New England when healthy, and Buffalo. I just don't see them there at this point, and they've kind of overachieved. Now coming with all these COVID things, I don't know. Does that, so lastly, I'm going to ask you, does a COVID thing, are they going to rally around this? Are they going to get more out of these players? Or are these guys going to come in and be like, we're missing half, some of our team. We're um, just want to get through this. Like, do they take that mantra? Or do they take the us against the world, the Houston Astros mantra of, we're going to, you know, be play above our ourselves and our record or whatever, um, because everyone hates us right now or whatever the situation. Like, do you see that that this, if this game happens Sunday or Monday or whenever it happens and they push the KC game? Do you see this this being a situation to where Tennessee is going to come out firing and they're going to be like, we're we're showing you that I don't care if we didn't practice. We're going to be good or is it going to be the opposite where they're going to come out and be like, you know, we're just getting going through the motion. So what, what's your take if this game happens at some point in week
2: five? I think they're going to try to do that. And then when they realize they're matching up against the bill's superior talent, I don't think they're going to be able to last. I I mean, I, I don't mind Mike Frabel as a coach. I'm sure he's going to motivate his guys to, you know, to, to have that kind of rallying cry. I mean, they did last year. I mean, he, he brought that team back to become a, to, to the AFC championship. Um, So there's no doubt in, in his coaching and his ability to motivate his guys um, but I mean, there just comes a certain moment where it's like, you know, the Bills have a very deep team. I mean, the Bills almost beat the Jets last year with their second and third stringers. So, um, do I think the Titans are as deep, and could they handle a uh, Bills team that's four and zero? You know, playing coming really off well. playing really well, really well, and they're starting to find they're starting to find their footing on defense. Um, I, I can see them trying to, and I think all good competitors do try to do that. I can't see it it happening though. Um, I can't see them winning even necessarily full, full power, full strength. Which you know, you take away Corey Davis, which is you know really an AJ Brown, two very good young wide receivers, and potentially Ryan Tannehill. Maybe like you said, once they find out that he was practicing with Corey Davis, and now you're talking Marcus Mariota. It's like, well, you know, I don't know. I'm not as worried about any of these any of these matchups now. If if you're telling me that that you know the guys that you mentioned are definitely not going to play on Sunday, then I'm, I'm not truly worried about it. Uh, from a, from a bill oh, yeah. standpoint, what about
1: no Hill? It's, I mean, it's that, that, that's a nail in the
2: coffin.
0: If that it's, actually it's not happens. not Mariota anymore either. Mariota's in uh, so, Vegas, correct?
2: Oh, is he? Okay.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Isn't it? What's his name? Logan Woodside. Is that right?
0: Is that their I think so. Up? Something like that. It's no one I'm worried about. <laughs> and that defense is, yeah, already is it's up Logan far. Woodside and Trevor Simeon. Um, yeah, That defense already gives up 420 yards per game as is when completely even worse. Yeah. I'm not worried about this team at all with it's game over. Potentially play. play. Yeah. If they end up playing, I might be going and moving that line at the Creek to Buffalo minus 20. If I can get it that hard, like it could be a real blowout if they end up playing. Like we talk about Josh going over 300, 400, he might go over 500. (laughs) If that happens. If they play with with offensively,
1: all. might get right too, Ty. Like on that note, even more so, their defense does have some talent. They really haven't lost anything except on the D scores. Line. Yeah, off off offensively. I mean, you're, I mean, you're missing your fullback. They use their fullback a lot for 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 2020. They're missing their long snapper. Uh, you know, these yeah. aren't world beaters, but I mean, these are players. I mean, these this this could this could rear its head, especially without practices, they yeah, they maniac. have a long.
0: Maniac mentioned something like, oh, we probably won't get lucky with four missed field goals again. Well, they don't even have a long snapper, so we might get lucky.
1: A guy that hasn't practiced with the holder. Like, they haven't practiced a long snapper with the holder. Like, they know what a long snap, duh. Um, Yeah, they got a couple other
0: guys who've done it. But, yeah, yeah, the long snapper, starting long snapper in that house.
1: And we saw with Corey Bajorkas, like... You flipping the ball, like I'm a kicker. I've been a kicker. Uh, I played soccer my whole life. I also was a kicker. Um, Decided to play soccer over being a kicker, which was a bad decision, actually. However, um, that ball laces in. Everyone said he should still make the kick. Go try it. Like, literally, I'm telling you, go try it. Like, try to kick the ball, laces in, see what happens. Kick the ball, laces out, and see what happens. So much harder. It, it is, you just don't, you can make it laces in absolutely 50, 50 though, 50, 50 at best 50, 50, just because yep. you don't know how that ball is going to spiral off your foot. Um, and those laces are so weird. I can't believe there isn't a different kicking ball without laces actually, but I guess that's a story for a different day. Um, but you, it, it's bizarre. Like it, it's, t- it goes completely wall Um, so that's why the holder, that's why the holder's a guy. He's an important player. You need to spin the ball. Like you need to spin the ball. Um, I I'd rather you risk it getting blocked um and have a limited pass rush or excuse me a kicking rush than you give me to me laces in. Like laces in, mm-hmm. if they have a full rush, there's no other option. Like you need to get this kickoff. The punter might kick it laces in when he's got a full rush coming at him. That's fine. I will allow that. But in a situation like that with a half rush and a, on a on an extra point that's unacceptable as a holder and that's the situation that you'll see and then it's happened to bass twice now so everyone's going to look and be like oh we have some we have a kicking issue and one he didn't miss one was a good second one was laces in worse and then this one he missed an extra point where it's laces in he's been pretty solid on on extra points really he's he's nailed them um so i'll be a little more worried if this starts to keep continuing to poke its head in here guys but the long snapper issue is a thing like He needs to work with his holder. They do this off to the side. If you go to training camp, all practice long, they're not going to have that. Special teams might rear its head into this game. They use a fullback. Does that limit Derrick Henry's effectiveness? They don't use a fullback for their own health. They're using a fullback for Derrick Henry um, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. They love the one power eye. They run a lot of quick – Man sats on offense. They run a lot of schemes, power schemes, power fronts, um, and they need that fullback, kind of similar to some old past Bills teams. Um, is he effective with with a fullback? Their team would say no. Mike Vrabel would say maybe not because we play him and roster him. Um, so lots of lots of factors in this game, guys. And if they can feel the team, which is possible, they're not going to be on practices. They potentially could be without whoever's at that, that practice thing or anyone who was close to Davis at that practicing, which I don't know how they would know that um and it's going to be a big situation to where the bills might just say after this practice thing we're not playing it anymore now that we have these new details the bills could then go and say no but i think the bills are looking at this like matchups are in our favor we don't want this rescheduled to week 18 and have to play their strength of their team again so the bills are looking at this very strategically like you know brandon beans looking at this like guys they're gonna do everything they can to keep us healthy they're either gonna have to forfeit or they're going to have to play this game with Khalif Raymond and Nick Westbrook and guys that, you know, I know you can cover you know, Josh Norman. Um, so, you know, we want to play this game because they haven't practiced. They don't really talk about our film except in zoom. So at the end of the day, I think that you're right. The bills probably do as long as their health is, and they trust the health thing is in order. They want to play this football game guys. So I think that that's pretty, pretty, straight up and if not they want to forfeit they do not want this game. i will tell you right now that i cannot imagine Sean mcdermott you a don't want it week want 18
0: either because more than likely if you're a playoff team there's only one team getting a buy going into the playoffs you're more than likely not going to get it unless you're able to beat the chiefs and really run the table here so that really right. complicates that as well like yep. you don't want to have that up for debate there you'd rather have that week 18 off if that ends up being a thing right
1: Right, I mean, Nate. Are you in agreement? The Bills do not want this game pushed. Like at the end of the day, all things we've talked about today, we've talked about a lot of different factors, and we don't know what's going to happen. But let's let's little it down to one final thought. Do you think the bill the Bills themselves want this football game played, unless it's a forfeit? Do you, what do you think? Is that where the Bills would stand?
2: Or yeah, are you thinking- I, I know. I I think I think they do want it to play. I think I think they they've been preparing for this, you know, since since the Raiders game, and I and I think that they. They would like to play it and and have it played even like I mentioned a half strength just to not have to it, force to force a week eighteen game. Mm-hmm. I mean, eh, I mean you they don't want, want that. You, you don't want to be the team that has to play in week eighteen, though. You're okay with a week eighteen for other teams. You if don't want the, is. You want you want that week off even if you get like a wild card so that you don't you don't have to play that week. But yeah, you don't want to be one of the teams to play that week. You know, yeah. you don't want to have. A, if you have a choice between potentially getting your players injured, mm-hmm. which every every week is a possibility, um, I would think that you would rather. I mean, rather forfeit it all together, or I
1: think so. You know,
2: play against lesser talent.
1: Yeah, you'd want those two options. There's three options really. Buy there were. There's really the week 18. The bills. There's no way Brandon Beans and Colin uh, Roger Goodell asking for that. That's out. Um, they can move their buy. The bills would probably prefer that to week 18, but probably don't want that. And I don't think there's a way strategically scheduling can work. Final options are they forfeit or they play this game and the bills might say, you know, we're not comfortable playing this game. Press the NFL's hand, or they might say, we want to play him on a week, on a week, um, on a week team. So, um, so we'll see which way the bills go. We should know in the next 24 hours, 48, 24 to 48 so hours. Sweet. I
2: would think um, you do, here, here's a question to you guys. What do you think, this season goes through. we talked about week 18, you know, we mentioned it only being set back a week. I could see a scenario where the super bowl doesn't get played till March or April, yeah, depending on how things go. I mean, do you guys see that as a real, uh, to me, I see that as a very realistic possibility with only four weeks in and we're already having one outbreak and potentially two more with the Patriots and the Raiders. I mean, th- there comes a point where, you know, you either you shut the, shut the season down, like you did in the NBA, and the NHL, or, you know, you could keep going on with with lesser uh, lesser talented players playing, but I could see I could absolutely see a scenario. So like I we had this trip planned for like two years to go to Florida at like Super Bowl weekend. I'm like, oh, that'll be cool to watch the Super Bowl. Then and I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll be watching the Bills in the Super Bowl. And now it's like, hey, maybe we'll be watching week 14 <laughs> in Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> right. You never know.
1: No, you're right. No, I, mean, I guess that's 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 something in the cards. But I don't think a lot of teams would be happy that the Tennessee Titans, who aren't following protocol, were the ones that decided that right now when the Bills are playing hot, or other teams, you know, other teams are playing hot. Uh, the Packers that right now is the time that, you know, I want to, I want this break to happen. If I'm, you know, if I'm on the mend, I have injuries, I'm missing Nick Chubb, you know, whatever the case may be makes sense. Um, but you know, there's no way that right now that that's going to go down um, and, and do a two week delay, which probably is not a terrible idea. I think it's a little better than the week 18 idea uh, where only four teams play week 18 and two, you know, some of our playoff teams and that sucks. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, to me, it's, I think it's feasible, um, but I don't think any, 20 teams aren't going to like it. And they're going to say, make Tennessee forfeit. You need to put the hammer down and make Tennessee forfeit until they're ready to play. Uh, I have the tests and they're ready to go. They have to forfeit. We're not going to push this, this as high, but you know, you have players like Darius Slay that just came out and just said, like, we shouldn't have played. Well, yeah. I mean, you got hurt in the game last week. So you have a little of emotion in this, but you said that, you know, you know, we shouldn't have played. There's going to be that, but I don't think it's going to be near the plate teams that are playing well don't want it to to, to tap something to happen right now. And, and, and at least if they're going to do that two week gap, they probably want it like even Stevens right in the middle of the season um, to kind of get right. I think there's going to be a lot of people behind the scenes, not involved, not Pittsburgh, not Buffalo that are like, I'm not no dog in this fight. Tennessee needs to forfeit. I really do think that there is going to be pressure from other teams like Dallas you know, who has, you know, really high profile and say they need to forfeit. Like this is their fault. We don't want to lose money, revenue, push this back, lose fans. Miami can have all the fans in the world now. We don't want that. We don't want to lose that capabilities because Tennessee decided to practice, to hang out at each other's houses, whatever the whole such story is going to be. We want this season to go on. We want it to go on right now. And if you if you want to make a statement, then 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 make them not play or make them play with their practice squad, uh, one or the other. But you're not going to you're not going to tell us that we can't play because they they um, can't. um, um, They they can't. Yeah. 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 I mean, so I think that that I think it's possible. I think I like it better than the week 18. I hate the week 18 idea personally. And I hate this game getting moved to me, Kevin. There's two options. Not play forfeit Tennessee play with what they have. Those are my two options. That's the only thing I want to see. And that's, that's what I'm going to have on record. I don't tie to you wrap us up. I could, I could, what do you think?
0: I could see this happening down the line where if things get worse, we're just getting into what we consider flu season in the Northern hemisphere. So that's going to start to, you know, that's a huge kink in, in everything that's going to be going on. It's uh, that's really the big unknown. I think out of everything is how that's going to affect everything with the weather getting worse again. Um, it's much easier to contract. It gets in the air and people are in born or ins- indoors more. So you're sort of restricted more. I'm worried about that, you know, down the line, not necessarily at week five right now, but it's always something that could happen to the NFL. Hopefully we'll be getting bills, and you know an entire full slate of the NFL on Sunday. We saw last week things get moved. You know, last minute anything can happen. Kev, let's hope for some Bills football Sunday. Yeah, that's all we can hope for.
2: You know who Nick- was hoping? You know who was hoping for a COVID outbreak for their team? Bill O'Brien.
1: True. I know, seriously. <laughs> He's yeah, like, no.
2: please give me an excuse to get out of this season, please.
1: <laughs> you're right. No, that's what I mean though. There are, you're right. There are a few teams that are like good timing teams with injuries, teams like that in Philadelphia. Yeah, absolutely. Darius slay. Um, exactly. But I think the majority of this wants it to go on. They want it to go on as they're used to and yeah. they're scheduling yep. and let's just good hope like, like there's, there's Buffalo bills, football guys. Like good, um, yep. Yeah. that's, let's hope there's Buffalo bills football. And if not, let's hope that they get the punishment of the forfeit and not the bills. So nate we really appreciate you coming on we're gonna have you on under normal circumstances and talk football and talk <laughs> opinions and talk matchups and we had the bill schedule jotted down here the defense jotted down and unfortunately none of that came to fruition none of my notes happened but uh this was, this was kind of a special edition um kind of fire fire drill pot crowd assist podcast um and lastly tell us where we can find you your work what you're doing and and uh let our let our listeners know you know what what's going on for you
2: yeah, no, no, Kevin and Ty, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, uh, thanks for being flexible and everything like that. Um, you can find all of our work. Um, circ- first of all, we're Circling the Wagons podcast. Um, you can find us on Twitter at CTWpod, like Circling the Wagons pod. Uh, we are on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network so you just um if you if you just search buffalo romans wherever you listen to podcasts uh you can find circling the wagons you can find all the other podcasts in our network just like you find all the great podcasts in the train wreck uh podcast network you you do the same for us and um yeah no no appreciate uh you guys having me on it's always fun to talk bills uh i really really hoping that uh we normally do our recaps after every after every game and i'm hoping we're doing a recap sunday night we're not just (laughs) talking about how the bills got screwed or whatever, or, you know, I, I just, I want to see a game either way. Um, and, and I want to say like real quick, you know, I, I mentioned like lack of empathy and, and some empathy for, you know, the, the whole COVID situation. And there's, there's a big difference between at least I can differentiate between the disease itself and the competitive balance within the sport of football because um, you you mentioned you took a lot of heat. You and I both basically agree on this. So I was taking a lot of heat on Twitter. People were questioning, you know, I guess my uh, humanity, I guess, and saying that you know, there's it's too bad, too too bad. Play with what you got, and you know, like I mean, I've had I've had family members pass away from COVID. So like it affects me as a person, and but I can separate, like I said, the nuance of the fact that there's different punishments or competitive balances that are thrown off when you don't treat everything the same. So um, first and foremost, I I hope everyone got that. I'm sure they did. I'm sure your listeners completely get it. Um, But uh, I I guess I just wanted to reiterate that, that there is, what's most important to all of us, and I know it's with you and Ty and everything, is that people are safe and healthy, but given the fact that they're not, let's talk about what happened. So that's all.
0: Exactly. That's the perfect way to sum it up. We hope everyone stays nice nice and safe and healthy while we get here into the nitty gritty of the season. Going to be the toughest stretch in the Bills schedule. Might get a nice little buy. Might end up having to play a depleted Titans roster. We don't know, but make sure you stay tuned for everything for the Crowd Assist podcast and Trainwreck Sports Tons of more content churning out. We got Kanzi absolutely hammering the website all over all the Sabres news currently. And I know Dwayne, a little upset about that, uh, Jack Quinn pick, not the worst thing in the world. We'll have a ton of more stuff coming out throughout the week. So thank you, Nate, for joining us and Kev, as always, it's been a pleasure hopping on with you. Let's go bills.